Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns. Because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. Hey, I know you know this is the Empowered Eating and Living podcast, but did you know that there's a reason I use the word empowered? It's not just because it sounds nice. It is because that is the actual process that I've created and teach to the women I work with and inside of my programs. I call it the Empowered Eating Process. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you one of the lessons that I teach inside of my courses that breaks down exactly what the empowered eating process is and how you can begin to implement the steps in your own life starting today. If you love it and want more, you can, of course, check out the Energize Your Life program link in the show notes to see if this program is an aligned fit for you and the sort of support you're looking for on your journey to become an empowered eater, which really is all about just taking your power back from the authority and the people outside of you who have told you how you should eat and begin to look within empowering yourself to know that your body and your inner intelligence actually knows the way. The empowered eating process is the process that I've designed that I want to invite you to try and follow as sort of the new ideal way of eating, right? It's like, we know all the reasons why <laughs> we, we, we can talk about everything that's wrong, right? But you need to have a goal or sort of a gold standard of, okay, how do I want my experience of eating to feel different, to feel better? And what would that look like? Right. And so I've created the empowered eating process as the process that I have found to be most helpful in my own recovery journey. And it's the process that I teach my one-on-one -on -one clients to work towards as well, because this is the goal. The goal is for you to trust yourself, to know what it is that your body needs in any moment and that you can trust yourself to respond to that need and make a choice that meets that need, that satisfies that need in a way that is aligned with self-love and truly feeling good. I call this the empowered eating process because to me, empowerment is about giving yourself the power to know what is best and right for you. And this is so important because a lot of times we have given our power away to other people. We've given our power away to the gurus or the scientists or the, you know, fitness inspo health people who have told us, this is what you should do. And this is what healthy is. And you need to work out this much and your body needs to look this way and you should eat this way. And then you will feel happy. Then you're you will have mastered perfect eating 
then you will be healthy. Then you will be worthy of liking yourself Then your body will be good enough, right? It's all a bunch of BS, but the reality is we have given our power away to other people. I don't even want you to give your power away to me. I don't want to tell you what is right and best for you. I want to give you the power. I'm empowering you to know that this is my body. No one else is in this body. No one else actually knows what I need better than me. But you have potentially uh, disrupted hunger cues and maybe broken your own self-trust. And so there's a process of repairing your own relationship with yourself and repairing your relationship with food and repairing your eating habits so that it truly does feel like you are in control again, that you can trust yourself, that you know, you can make the decisions that are right and best for you, that, you know, you can go into a restaurant and pick what you want to eat and feel good about that choice. And that, you know, you're going to stop when you're satisfied. And if you do, for some reason, end up overeating or binging or purging, you also now have the tools and understanding of what might be going on below the surface. So you can actually address the underlying root and help yourself avoid that happening again in the future. Understand now this is slightly different, although it does have components of mindful eating and intuitive eating. It is slightly different because mindful eating, like we get it, but if we're in that unconscious autopilot, then we can't practice mindful eating. Likewise, intuitive eating. A lot of women tell me, well, I don't trust my intuition. This was me as well. I'm like, I don't, I don't trust what my body tells me. My body's telling me to go binge and my body's telling me to go throw it up in the toilet. Like I don't trust my body. That is why I've been depending on what the experts tell me because I don't know. I need someone to tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Right. I didn't trust myself. And so maybe you are in that place where you're like, I don't trust my body intuitive eating, like listen to what my body tells me to do Uh, mm, that, that, that feels scary. That feels dangerous. That doesn't feel safe. So the empowered eating process for me was a way to start to approach eating that took into account that you may not yet be there, that you may not yet trust yourself to make the right choices. And that's okay. But you're committed to learning, to relearning how to eat. So this is a four, technically five step process. Step one is you pause and breathe. Okay. Before you eat anything, before you decide what you are putting in your mouth, pause and breathe three slow, deep breaths. Why is this so important? Because most of us don't actually pause. We don't create space to just wonder or reflect or contemplate our urges and what's coming up for us and what we're about to do, because we are just cruising on autopilot, right? You've just going through the motions of the day (laughs) at work, doing this, doing that. My, my attention's in a million directions. I don't even realize that I'm reaching for that bag of chips, but the moment I recognize something is coming towards my mouth, I can pause and breathe. Let me just stop and breathe. (sighs) Three times. Then step two is hunger check. This is intended to help you build awareness of your body's cues and physical hunger 
and start to discern, am I truly physically hungry right now? Or is it possible that this is emotional hunger? Is it possible that there's something else that's going on that is making me reach for food or want to eat right now? Because the more you have self-awareness, the more you ask yourself these questions and are honest with yourself, the more you're in the position to make a choice that is aligned with self-love that comes from that higher self or that inner wisdom, right? That doesn't come from the unconscious automatic brain. So with hunger check, you can remember the acronym HALT. I'm just going to pause and breathe and HALT and ask myself, am I hungry, truly physically hungry? Am I A, anxious or angry? L, am I lonely? Or T, am I tired? You could also ask yourself, am I bored? Am I stressed? Those are common ones as well. So when you halt, you just start to get curious, ask yourself, am I any of these things? And then you give yourself your honest answer. Now, if you are really, truly physically hungry, you haven't eaten in a few hours, your stomach is grumbling. You're starting to get hangry. Your blood sugar feels off. You're dizzy. Like, you know, it is time for me to eat something. Then you move on to step three, which is insight asking. Now you start to ask yourself, okay, I am hungry. What would I love? What would you love? You are allowed to love eating. You are allowed to love food. We are not trying to change that. This gets to be one of life's great loves, great love affair. And it gets to feel good. So ask yourself, what would I love? What would I truly love? And what would truly feel good to me? What does my body need? If you ask yourself these questions and you listen, you will get an answer from within. And maybe at first you're thinking the answer because you just have cravings and habits. Like you always eat this food at night. And so that's what comes into your mind first. But if you just get quiet, maybe even close your eyes and just ask yourself, well, what is it that I really need? What really sounds good? And then notice how the idea of that food feels. And ask yourself also, how would I feel after I eat this food? Because here's the thing. Sometimes our brain thinks, oh man, if I eat that pizza, it is going to feel so good. And then you remember, yeah, but last time I ate pizza, oh my God, I felt really bad afterwards, actually. Like something about the cheese, like, oh, I was bloated. I had gas. Like I could not, oh, I was sluggish. Like, okay, that doesn't actually make me feel good but what could I try instead? And maybe there's like a pizza alternative. I know that I have found these amazing, um, pizza crust in the freezer aisle and I'll make it with my favorite vegan cheese because I found that the vegan cheese doesn't make me feel bad. Whereas dairy does. I've just noticed that for myself, a little bit of cheese is great, but I've just, I love this vegan cheese and I'll spread pesto on it and I'll put cheese on it. I make my own pizza. So I'm still, ugh, I would love pizza, but I know that I don't love the greasy pizza from the Domino's. I love the pizza that I've learned how to make for myself. Now you may not have time. So you're going to, you know, just figure out what would I love? What would truly feel good and try and then honor the answer that comes up for you and give yourself permission for this to be something that you learn. Okay. 
You are learning about yourself. You are relearning your body. You are relearning what you like, what you need, how foods make you feel. And you're just going to start to observe like a scientist, right? Put on this hat of curiosity, not a hat of judgment. There's no, there's no way you can get this right. And there's no way you can get this wrong because there isn't a right or wrong answer. There is just what is right for you. And what is right for you in any moment can change. I will say that again. What is right for you today, what is right for your body today may not be what is right for your body tomorrow or what's right for your body in a month, two years down the road because your body changes. And Oh, this is probably one of the most important things I'm going to say. There are a host of factors on any given day and any given moment of a day that are going to affect how you feel. And that could potentially affect how a food is going to affect how you feel. Okay. So for example, I I mentioned the pizza. Well, there's a few different factors that could have affected how that pizza interacted with my body, which could include how stressed you are right? If you're already feeling physically unwell, maybe you have um, some candida or bacteria that's going to affect how your body responds to pizza. Maybe you have a food allergy, but there can be other factors, right? There can be stressors in your environment. There can be EMF frequency and radiation. There can be pesticides on the food. There can be bacteria and things that are on the food. Like there can be other things going on that affect how that food affects you. So maybe you do eat a food one time and you notice, wow, I really didn't feel good after I had that. And then you decide again later that week that you're going to get that food again. And you notice again, wow, the data is showing like pretty consistently. Every time I eat this food, I really don't feel well. I'm starting to collect enough evidence and data to start to like recognize and realize like, okay, I feel pretty confident in my my like conclusion that when I eat that Domino's pizza, like I really don't feel good. So let me start to explore other ways that I can still eat foods that I enjoy or this type of food. And I'm going to experiment with that. And I'm going to see how I feel when I start to make modifications to my choices, right? So what if you gave yourself permission in the inside asking phase to allow yourself to desire and have anything and to really honestly reflect on How does this truly make me feel? Am I open to experimenting with trying this food again and seeing how it makes me feel? Or can I remember, wow, you know what? Pretty consistently, this food like really has not made me feel good. So I'm going to change how, how I choose to, to feed my body today, how I choose to nourish myself, because you know what? I want to feel good. I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of not feeling good after I eat. And I want to eat something right now that I both love the taste of and truly enjoy And that actually makes my body feel good because I love myself and I deserve that. Step four, if you pause and breathe, you halt, you do a hunger check, you realize I am truly physically hungry. You do insight asking step three, you get clear on what I would love. Step four is intentional action. Now it's time to go eat. Okay. And this is where you get to practice how you eat. This is where you get to apply some of the principles of mindful eating, which means how many of us eat is really fast or with multiple distractions, guilty, like the most guilty person of all. I will have my food at the desk, doing work, eating it, scarfing it down while I'm driving on the road. Right. For so long 
especially during my eating disorder, I wasn't creating a, a special time for me to eat. Meal time was squeezed into the rest of my life. And this is one of the things I love about European countries, right? Like mealtime is like a non-negotiable two hour event. You are going to sit down at a table and you're going to take your time eating. Whereas in America, we tend to do things backwards. You know, we, we scarf things down. We are like fast, 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 and we're distracted. So maybe you're on your phone, maybe you're on your computer, maybe you're watching TV, maybe you're talking to your kids, maybe you're doing a puzzle, maybe you're reading a book, right? There's like so many things that are pulling your attention and awareness, which means your attention and awareness isn't on the meal. It's not on the process of eating. And the, the challenge with that is that one, you are more vulnerable to overeat because you're not aware of your hunger cues and your body's signals of satisfaction or fullness. And so you may often override those hunger cues and you're more vulnerable if you're eating quickly to also override your hunger cues, because they say it takes approximately 20 minutes for your brain to register being full. So if you've scarfed down your meal in five minutes, you may still feel physically hungry. So then you go and get more. And then in 20, 30 minutes, you actually feel over full right? Because you didn't give your body time to eat slow enough to register that it's had enough, which is why slowing down is really important. And then the other challenge with this, right? When we're distracted and we're not mindful and our attention is in multiple directions is that you aren't getting pleasure from your food. You're not able to actually enjoy your food. Have you had this experience before where you've eaten a food, you know, you love, like you weren't present with it. You didn't actually, you don't feel satisfied afterwards because you scarfed it down in two bites. You didn't actually taste it. You didn't actually enjoy it. I don't even know if I was there when I ate it. That doesn't feel good. And eating is meant to be pleasurable. We're not taking that joy away from you. In fact, I want you to enhance that joy by being fully present in your experience of eating by engaging all of your senses by really taking in the aroma, by noticing how it looks and the textures, by being present to the taste and the crunch and chewing your food 20 to 30 times. Oh, can you imagine? I've been working on this still. I'm practicing right now, chewing my food 20 to 30 times because I have a tendency of chewing my food twice, three times. And I swallow it. And I realize the food is like practically still whole in my body which doesn't support your body in easily digesting the food and digestion is a process that takes a lot of our energy. So I've been trying to improve my digestion and help save my body some work. I'm trying to save as much of my energy as I can for other things, right? For, for serving you, for serving my clients, for just feeling energized throughout the day. So I'm trying to be efficient with my energy. And one of the ways I'm trying to do that is by digesting my food in my mouth first, because your stomach doesn't have teeth. They're up here. They're in your mouth. So ideally, if you could just close your eyes and imagine as you're chewing and sense the food and really make sure that all of your food is fully chewed down before you swallowed it, that would slow down your entire eating process. And you'd be more present to the experience and you would enjoy it more and you'd feel more satisfied and you'd know when you were ready to stop. When people make this change alone, how they show up and eat, when they tell themselves, give themselves permission to eat what they want, they give themselves permission to enjoy what they're eating and they slow down and they mindfully eat their food. People feel satisfied and they're more easily able to stop eating. They recognize when they've had enough. 
and you can always have more later, right? It's like, it's okay. You get to nourish your body and you get to enjoy doing it. So that is kind of track one. That is the empowered eating process. If you are truly physically hungry. Now, if you halt, you do your hunger check and you realize I'm not physically hungry. Like I'm actually still full from lunch, but I am feeling really anxious right now because I know I have this upcoming deadline and I know I have to have a crucial conversation with my boss. And I'm so anxious about how this is going to go. Like I'm nervous, right. And you're, you're stuck in that fear cycle or or that worry. And I just want to eat something to make this feel better to momentarily distract. Wow. Okay, good. First of all, you've been honest with yourself. You have some self-awareness. Now we go into insight asking insight. Asking is designed to help you better understand what it is that is going on. What am I thinking and feeling and to identify what it is you truly need that would help you in that moment. So if you are wanting to eat food because eating food feels good, this is the million dollar question that you get to ask yourself, write this down. If I want to eat food because it feels good, what doesn't feel good right now? I'm tired. I I have a headache. That doesn't feel good. I, I am just so anxious. I can't stop thinking about this thing. I don't want to think about it. He hasn't texted me back. Like, I don't want to think about him anymore. Right. If there could be a laundry list of things that don't feel good or things that are going on inside that are causing your brain to tell you to eat something to try and self-soothe or momentarily feel better, distract or numb. When you go through the insight asking and you identify what doesn't feel good and what is going on with your brain or your body or your emotions, then you can move on to step four, which is intentional action. Now you get to empower yourself to make a choice to, to take an action that is actually going to address that issue. If you are tired, what do you truly need? Wow. You know what? I need to stop working. I'm going to go home and rest. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to go to bed early. You know what? I'm going to take tomorrow off. I deserve a break. I need to rest. I'm going to honor what my body is telling me. Woohoo! Let me tell you something that would feel good. That would truly feel good. And that would help solve your, your issue with tired a whole lot better than eating anything ever will. If you notice you're angry, you're anxious. Well, what do I need to do to take care of my emotions right now? And you'll learn that in this program. Maybe I need to meditate or tap or go walk. If I'm pissed, I need to scream in a pillow or go boxing. What am I going to do to help myself process this emotional energy? Because stuffing it down with food will not actually do a dang thing to help move this energy through my body and truly make my body feel better and more regulated and calm. If I'm lonely, bored, home by myself, I need connection. I want people. I want a feeling of love and happiness and I'm not getting it by myself. What do you need? If you're lonely, is there a person you can call? If there isn't, can you find a group to join? You know, maybe you need a weekly social activity or meeting that you can be a part of. Who can you reach out to? Who can you text? How can you find true connection if you're lonely? Invite someone over, have a movie night, invite someone over, have a game night, get social. And if you're tired, we talked about tired, but rest, take a nap, right? So that's the whole process. 
When you take intentional action, you are learning how to meet your needs. You are learning that food is not the solution to everything. And you are learning how to actually take actions that truly feel good to you. Honoring what your soul or your body needs. Sometimes your body needs food and sometimes your body needs something else. Your body needs to cry. Your body needs to yell. Your body needs to talk to someone. Your body needs a hug, right? Food is not the solution to everything. You need to start to practice new things. Now, the final step of this whole entire process, because there was a time in my life, in my recovery journey, where I would go through these steps and I would still end up binging or I would still end up purging. And I was really frustrated with myself because I just could not seem it. It was those moments where this force took over me. It was the moments where a flip was switched and it didn't matter how much I told myself to take an intentional action and do something different or how much I told myself to stop eating or how much I told myself that food isn't really going to make you feel good, but I didn't care. And I did it anyway. If that happens, that's okay. It's probably going to happen. Try not to judge yourself for that. Have some grace for yourself. I'm letting you know that if that happens, it's okay. We've got step five. And step five is to uncover and process the emotional wounds. So you're going to want to jump ahead to the emotional body module so that you can dive into emotional wounds. But I just want you to understand that the bigger the behavior, the bigger the binge, the bigger the purge, the more intense that behavior, that is an indication that is your flag. That is your body and brain's way of letting you know, I was so desperate to try and make myself feel better because something inside feels that bad. Like the, the magnitude of the binge and the magnitude of the purge will match the magnitude of the inner emotional wound that has been triggered in the present that is driving your brain and body to go to extreme measures, to try and help regulate your nervous system, to help you feel better. Okay. So when the basic empowered eating process is not working, it is because there is something internal that needs your attention. There is something asking for you to shine the light of awareness on it and asking you to look at it and heal it. These episodes, these eating mess ups, these, oh, I did really bad. Like these are actually the windows into your deepest healing. Okay. And when I made that reframe, cause I used to hate myself every time I messed up, I hated myself every time I had an episode, but when I started to realize, wow, this is actually a gift because every time now I have an episode, I know something internally was triggered. It's like a diving board. I'm able to spring down into the depths of my, my inner world, my soul, my emotional body into my pain body. And I'm able to heal that part of me that's been triggered, that is asking to be healed. And every time I did that, and every time you create space to do that, you will heal a small part of yourself. You will start to feel a little bit more whole and complete. You already are whole and complete, but we just have these wounds that kind of uh, distract or, or keep us from recognizing this. As you address that, the intensity of the urges, that power, that part of you that is pulling you to have to continue to engage in these behaviors will be less and less. And it will be more and more easy for you to continue to practice this new way of being in relation with food. It'll make it 
easier for you to follow the empowered eating process and not feel this sense of powerlessness because there's still something telling you to do it anyway. Okay. So do the best that you can to try and practice this way of eating. And I want you to experiment with it. Try it out, try it on, see how it works for you. And because I don't want you to give your power away to me because I want to empower you to know what is best and right for you. I give you complete and total permission to modify this process, however you need so that it works best for you, according to your unique body and being and your unique lifestyle. Okay. So have fun with this process. Enjoy this process. Enjoy eating again. Start to learn how to enjoy taking care of yourself and enjoy even messing up because the mess up is going to lead to your healing. Thanks for tuning in to the empowered eating and living podcast. If you're feeling inspired to start your inner work journey to improve your food and eating issues, then check out my group mentorship and inner work program, energize your life. This six month container is a place where you can learn and receive support with me and my team, as well as connect with other women on a journey similar to yours. You don't have to do it alone. We're here to help. Visit sarahspears.com slash energize your life to learn more and enroll.